Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, February the 27th. The Nova Scotia Legislature has been called to convene on Tuesday, March the 21st in Halifax, and I look forward to being in the People's House to be the voice for you, the people of Cumberland North. I'm working on preparing for this very important session. Healthcare continues to dominate the conversations that I'm having with people in our area and across all of Nova Scotia. Yesterday, I hosted a public meeting on healthcare here in the town of Amherst. It was held at the Amherst Regional High School from 2 to 4 p.m. The public meeting included hearing from both Gunta Haltoff and Catherine Snow. They both shared an update on how they and their families are doing after the tragic deaths of Gunta's wife, Alison Holthoff of Tidnish, and Catherine Snow's mother-in-law from Cape Breton. They both shared some of the changes and improvements that they want to see in healthcare services. The question and answer session followed, and people discussed issues concerning taxpayers paying for empty residential care beds and empty long-term care beds. Also, questions around why the government is not making improvements to removing immigration barriers to bring well-trained doctors into our country from other countries, the lack of reliability of emergency ambulance services, the amount of paperwork that doctors and all healthcare workers face, and the subsequent reduction of clinical time with patients, as well as the expanded scope of practice and abilities of pharmacists to diagnose and treat ailments, which would help reduce the pressures on our emergency departments. Those are just a few of the topics that came up in our Q&A yesterday. This session was followed by a very moving speech from our very own Michael Wilson, thanking our healthcare professionals for excellence in care that they are providing despite the troubling circumstances and workplace conditions that they are in. I had 92 people nominated by fellow citizens to receive an excellence award for providing excellence in care. 35 people were able to attend the public meeting to receive their Excellence Award, and that included a certificate and a Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Jubilee pin. The remainder of the Excellence Award nominees will receive their awards over the coming weeks by mail or in person wherever possible. Thank you to everyone that made yesterday's public meeting possible, including Alex Regal, Michael Wilson, Gladys Koch, Dan Gould, Ann Ketty, Braden Lines, Camry Sharp, Leah Brunt, Kathy Wells, Millie McLeod, Jen O'Brien and Tracy McCachran from the Pharmasave, Aaron McIntyre, Ken Embry, Vanessa Knock, Patrick Manifold, Tammy Casey and the staff at ARHS, students Alan and Joel who helped with tech support, and I also want to make a special mention to the staff at Acadian Printing who just go above and beyond each and every week when we ask them for doing work for us here at the MLA office. And they produced the Excellence Award certificates and did a great job helping us, um, and often under short time constraints. So thank you to everyone at Acadian Printing. I want to provide an update on the 16-point action plan. Two of the points uh, have updates today. Number two on our 16-point action plan to address emergency health services here in Cumberland County. Number two in the 16-point action plan was to appoint personnel to urgently complete renovations of the main emergency room at Cumberland Regional. 
Unfortunately, we continue to see delays with this renovation project. The emergency department was closed last May due to a flood and relocated to a temporary area in the hospital where ambulatory care was, and ambulatory care was moved upstairs where the conference rooms were. Work was originally slated to be completed last fall. Each month, the renovation gets delayed. In January, after Ali Holthoff's death, the public were told that the emergency room would reopen on February the 14th. However, on February the 10th, a notice was sent out stating that there were continued delays due to a COVID outbreak. Last week, an update was sent to hospital staff with a note that it may be open in six weeks. And all I can say is that certainly was one bad case of COVID. I think all of us know that it likely was not due to COVID. And uh, we just want straight answers. People want honesty, transparency from Nova Scotia Health and from our government. And we also want an urgency to be placed on the renovation work at our emergency room. I've said for months now that there should be people working there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And unfortunately, this has not happened. The delays of this renovation cause further frustration for everyone, including patients, family members of patients, doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professional and hospital staff that are working at the hospital trying to provide excellence in care. But it's very, very challenging to do so in those conditions. Last night, after spending the day with our public for our public health care meeting, I received two messages from people that they had been waiting in the emergency department for eight and a half hours. They sent me a picture of someone lying on the floor with blankets over them and said that that person had been lying on the floor for hours. This is certainly not acceptable and we should never become complacent and get to a place where we start to accept this level of care at any of our hospitals. I will continue to push for an urgency to get this renovation completed, as well as making improvements in our emergency care services. I encourage anyone with concerns to please join me in voicing your concerns with the Minister of Health and the Premier of Nova Scotia to draw attention to this very, very important issue. Number 15 on the plan of the 16-point action plan is to work with neighboring provinces of New Brunswick and Prince Edward Island to create a maritime clinical health strategy. This would ensure Cumberland County as well as Westmoreland counties share services for emergency ambulance services and emergency room planning. Last week, the Atlantic Premiers announced that the licensing for physicians will soon be transferable among all four provinces. This has been in the works for a number of years. It's, it's great to see it finally come to fruition. And I believe it's just the beginning of the work that should be happening between our maritime provinces. It's a positive move in the right direction. So now we should see this extended to all healthcare professionals, so nurses and other healthcare professionals as well. We would like to see a maritime electronic medical record. So that would mean improvements in communication between our healthcare professionals. So when you see a physician in Moncton living here in Amherst or if one of our patients in Sackville sees a doctor here at Cumberland Regional, that the information can be shared much more effectively and they'll also likely see a reduction in costs because we'll see less duplication of diagnostic testing. 
a maritime clinical health strategy would also include working together on staffing and the training uh, and education for our healthcare professionals. We are too small to be working in isolation from one another, and I believe, and many believe, that we are stronger if we work together as a maritime region. Number 16 on the 16-point action plan is to lobby the Prime Minister for federal health care funding to be distributed based on demographic information, not just population. It does appear as though the Premier of New Brunswick has negotiated a deal taking demographics into consideration. We are waiting for more details from Nova Scotia on the deal that they have signed. Overall, it does appear as though Nova Scotia has received less per capita than New Brunswick, even though we have very similar demographics with regards to age. So, More on that in the weeks to come. Affordability. Over the last uh, two weeks, I'm hearing of too many people, mostly seniors, who have no food and no ability to pay for their groceries due to rising heating and food prices. Food banks are seeing a significant rise in usage. I do want to say an emphatic thank you to everyone who is helping others in need. We have many angels in our communities who go about quietly helping others in need, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I know others as well are very grateful. As your MLA, I have requested the government to end something that's called bracket creep. Nova Scotia is one of the only provinces in Canada that does not increase income tax brackets in line with inflation or CPI, Consumer Price Index. Nova Scotia also does not increase basic personal exemption every year in line with inflation. So I believe if our government made those two changes, so increase the income tax brackets annually every year in line with inflation, also increase the basic personal exemption every year in line with inflation, if we made those two changes, you would have more of your hard-earned money in your own pocket that you would have available to buy food and pay for increased heating costs. So this session, this spring session of the legislature, I will continue to advocate for both of those things. The government has increased the heating rebate up to $1,000 and has also increased the threshold of who is eligible for that heating rebate. And it's uh, people who pay for their own heating costs who have an income of less than $85,000. I'm worried that many people are eligible and are not aware of this heating rebate. So please share this information with as many people as you can. If you need more information, you can call my office at 902-661-2288. We have copies of the heating assistant rebate application here in our office. We can email you the link to apply online. Uh, I want to see everyone who is eligible in Cumberland County apply for this this important uh, rebate. There's also still the Seniors Care Grant and that also needs to be completed by March the 31st. So if you'd like any information on either of those, please contact my office. Roads continue to be a significant issue here in rural Nova Scotia and Cumberland County. The condition of many of our roads are in need of work. So if you have any road concerns, please contact me and I can share them with our public works. You can also call the central number yourself if you want to report and that creates a uh, a flag in their system and that number is 1-844-696-7737. Housing uh, continues to be a huge issue in our area. I know it's an issue 
across Nova Scotia and across Canada, but right here in Cumberland County, uh, we have a significant lack of available housing. Uh, we have a lack of housing for low income and af- affordable housing, but we have a lack of housing for Uh, people of all economic levels. So we are waiting upon our provincial government to make improvements in public housing by increasing the supply of public housing that's available, as well as improving the maintenance of existing properties. Both things are needed, and uh, we're anxiously awaiting for some announcements to be made where Cumberland County will see our share of improvements to public housing stock. Currently, residents here are waiting for two years for public housing. I want to let you know about a couple of events that are coming up next week. On Wednesday, March the 8th, um, I'm hosting an International Women's Day event breakfast featuring two incredible women, Lacey Fisher and Christine McDonald. Both women will be sharing their journey of reaching their potential with family and business. They will talk about the use of innovation and technology uh, in their businesses and in their journey. Please contact me for tickets. They're also available in the community. The breakfast is from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. We're hoping that that's a good time where people can uh, come and join us. It's going to be located at the Business Innovation Centre at 5 Ratchford Street in Amherst. There is going to be a large silent auction. Uh, Businesses in Pugwash and Amherst have been incredibly generous in donating items for the silent auction and all proceeds will be donated to the Kate Saxton Bursary Fund. And this bursary is uh, money that will go to a student from Cumberland County who is studying political science or in a related field. So please join us next Wednesday, March the 8th, for an International Women's Day event breakfast. I'd love to see you. Also, come and join us for a Syrian coffee and dessert fundraiser. Local residents who have family and friends in their homeland of Syria and Turkey are heartbroken with the devastation from the recent earthquakes. They've met with me, and they want to help in any way. So we've decided to have a fundraiser, And it's going to be held next Tuesday, March the 7th, from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Business Innovation Center at 5 Ratchford Street in Amherst. There will be authentic Syrian coffee and baked goods. You can sit down and enjoy on site, or you can do takeout and take it home with you. There will be music and fellowship. And we encourage everyone to please come out and support this fundraiser. Uh, We're not setting a fee. We're just going to let people give... uh, a donation based on whatever their hearts want to give. And all of the money will be given to Rotary International. Rotary has a very good reputation of ensuring that all donation for relief efforts, such as this earthquake relief fund, gets exactly to where it is needed in those countries. So please come out and join us for this fundraiser, Syrian Coffee and Dessert Fundraiser, next Tuesday, March the 7th, 4 to 6 p.m. I would like to extend birthday greetings and anniversary greetings to anyone who may be celebrating this week, including today, Monday, February the 27th, Kelly Mattinson and Brian Wood are celebrating birthdays. On Tuesday, February the 28th, Jason McDonald, our CAO of the town of Amherst, is celebrating a birthday along with Troy Harrison. On Wednesday, Peggy Maxwell. I love Peggy. I knew her growing up and she's from Shinna McCass. Uh, Peggy is celebrating a birthday along with my beautiful-hearted sister-in-law, Janice Smith. 
On Thursday, Adam White and Emily Frenette are selling birthdays. On Friday, Vicki Gillis, as well as my husband, Dr. Marie McCrossan, is celebrating a birthday this Friday. On Saturday, Bonnie McNeil and paramedic Dale Langell are celebrating birthdays. So happy birthday to everyone. Um, and if you're celebrating, please take time to be with family and friends. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who's lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Donald Bliss Carter, Carl Victor Downey, Alan or Al Glover, as well as James Joseph Folis. And if there's anyone else who has lost a loved one at this time, please accept my sympathies. It is certainly an honor to serve you, the residents of Cumberland North. I continue to push for changes in the weeks ahead, including improvements to local health care services, addressing access to affordable housing, and other measures to make life more affordable, and helping the Cumberland area realize our full economic potential. Please contact me anytime at 902-661-2288 or by email at Elizabeth period smith hyphen macrossan at novascotia.ca there are podcasts available of my weekly mla updates on my website which is elizabethsmithmacrossan.ca my office in amherst is at 5 ratchford street and i also have a legislative office in the village of pugwash at 124 water street Please take care of yourselves and others. And my mission as your MLA continues to be focused on representing you, the people. I'm an independent MLA, free of partisan politics, and I work for you, the people. Building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, honesty, being a servant leader and empowering all people, that is my goal. Together, you and I can build on the strength of our veterans that have come before us and stand firm on the four pillars of excellence in healthcare, affordability, caring for our earth, and entrepreneurship in the economy. We embrace our diversity, strive for equity and inclusiveness, as well as celebrate our history, arts, and culture. Have a great week. Take care of yourselves and take care of others and hope to see you sometime soon.